This podcast is brought to you by Teacher Jobs. Whether you're looking to strengthen your teaching and leadership team or ready to take the next step in your education career, Teacher Jobs is here to help. Visit jobs.teachermagazine.com to get started today. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Teacher. I'm Jo Earp. School Assemblies, the podcast that explores what it takes to build a new school from the ground up. In Series 1, we're following Principal Dr Ray Boyd and Associate Principal Rachel Lair as they navigate the exciting and challenging journey. Each month, we touch base for updates and reflections on their progress in the newly developing suburb of Dayton, located in the eastern metropolitan city of Swan in Perth, Western Australia. It's the start of the school year and Dayton Primary School is about to open its doors to the first students. Last time out, we talked to Ray and Rachel about the thought processes behind the physical build of the school, as well as the significance of the location itself. Episode 6 is all about building the foundation staff. We recorded our chat on the 27th of January, five days before the start of Term 1. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Ray and Rachel. Happy 2023, first of all. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. It's a pleasure to be back. And back uh, to you as well. Yeah. How are you both doing? I know that you're really, really busy now. Did you manage to get a week off at all? Yeah, I, I made sure I took I had a week, uh, went away um, and got some time. And I'm, Rachel did a similar thing too. So I went down south. And our family, we went for two weeks to Vietnam. So that was right from... Um, up to the new year so since new year it's been back and right into work up to today so there's a lot going on right now Mm -hmm. and uh, Ray congratulations are in order you've earned your PhD Dr Boyd yeah I finally put that to sleep so I'm wrapped about that it means I can start the year um, with a correct door label but more importantly that's the studies done so I can just I can just put that to bed it's done and dusted Excellent. Good stuff. Um, so we usually uh, catch up with what's been happening since we last spoke, which actually was um, December, I think. He spoke to Zoe. So what's the latest on the build? It was looking like there'd be four, I think, that won't be done in time for the start of the new school year. Yeah, so that's where we we're at. We moved in on Wednesday, so two days ago, um, and school starts next Wednesday, and we've got four out of our eight buildings. So we've got two teaching blocks, uh, admin building and uh, the staff room and library. So just enough space for us to squeeze in. I will yeah. say the builder did give us the nod, um, Joe, to get in a couple of days earlier than the Wednesday when we sort of announced we are in. So we were sneaking stuff in and... and um, the lead hand here was quite happy for us to come in and at least get stuff into the into our office space. So we were ready to go on Wednesday. Yeah, that that must be so nice, wasn't it? Just getting everything set up, you know, as you sort of leave a, leave a room and, and the different spaces are furnished and they're finished and you're like, yeah, we're ready to go. That must be a nice feeling. Definitely. And our teachers were just itching to get in. So they've all been in. Yesterday was a public holiday. They, were, You know, there was about six of them in setting up classrooms. They were so excited to get in. Uh, you know, it takes a long time to set up a classroom for the kids. So. And Rachel and I were shifting furniture on Monday. Um, my watch told me I did 28,000 steps on the side <laughs> moving furniture into correct rooms. So we were shuffling stuff around so the staff didn't have too much of a stress when they came in. 
Oh, you are so nice, you two. Um, <laughs> now, I saw on your socials that you continue to build your team. You've got your foundation stuff complete now, so congratulations mm -hmm. on uh, those appointments. You've also had an induction day, haven't you? Yes, thank Yes, we have. Yeah, so we're starting the year with 23 staff for Dayton Primary School, including ourselves. So, and that's, um, you know, right from our teachers to EAs, so educational assistants, um, our school officer and cleaning staff. Um, so 23 all up. So a nice small little staff to start the year and 200 students. So so we're going to focus on staffing in this episode then. Before we dive in, though, one thing you mentioned in the last episode, Rachel, um, was the teaching and learning handbook. Yes, yes, that's been a big thing that's been ongoing. Um, and that one, that's what I, when I got back from my holiday, I was working on that for the, the weeks up until our induction, which was on the 19th of January, so a week or so ago. So um, that was really outlining everything in our school around expectations for staff, for students and for teaching the pedagogy we'll expect, what we're looking for in literacy and numeracy. So it really is like a step-by-step -step guide to what teaching and learning will look like at Dayton. So a huge uh, job and a, but a, a work in progress too. So what I said to the staff when we shared it with them on the Thursday was that this is like a working document. Um, I want their input into it as well. So um, it, it will change over the year, but we just wanted to make things really clear so our staff knew exactly what was expected and how things will look. Mm -hmm. So, um, as I say, we're going to we're going to delve a bit more into that stuff inside of things today. We, we know the value of leadership and teaching and support staff in a school. What a massive difference they make to student outcomes. So what's the starting point then for building the team? Because you were on your own for a while, weren't you, Ray? Yes, uh, I pretty much spent the first term by myself. That said, I had uh, asked Rachel, because she was the principal at West Beach Bar at the time, if I could just bounce ideas off her. Um, and I had a few other colleagues I was bouncing ideas off just to make sure that my um, the way I wanted to go wasn't misaligned in, in um, the sense that my bias was controlling what I was deciding to do. So by having a sounding board with other colleagues, it enabled me just to, to keep things on track. So. Once I set up my prospectus, the first one was identifying uh, who was going to lead with me. So I went with I went with a leadership team of in, instruction. So I advertised for an associate principal rather than a manager of corporate services. The finances, we could struggle our way through and manage those, but I actually needed someone who was able to assist in shaping what the pedagogy would look like and what our instruction would look like around the school. So that's the person I needed was someone with that, that teaching experience. Mm-hmm. So I read on the, the socials and the, you know, sort of promos that you put out there saying come and join us. You were looking for staff who embody Ubuntu. So tell me a bit more about that teaching and learning philosophy then. Yeah. So as Rachel's already articulated and, and it's all through our socials, we've I've set the compass, we've set the direction we want staff to go and we've given them a, a framework to work within. But at the same time, they have to understand that it was a point that I really made strongly on the 19th that whatever they do in the school, it's going to have an impact on someone else. There's a flow on effect, not too dissimilar to throwing a pebble in a pond and then the ripples stream out and hit every, every shore side that leads into the pond. So I wanted staff to understand that whatever they did, there's an impact on that. So we have to get into this notion of, of understanding that I am because we are 
each of us makes the community is one. We all support each other. What I do with one child, that enables the teacher coming in next year to build on them and so on and so on and so on. So that, that notion of Ubuntu, uh, the South African, the tribes, is just about understanding that we're all part of the same community and we have a role to play and every action has a reaction. Mm -hmm. And But that's quite... I mean, for somebody who's maybe um, quite experienced, that's quite that's quite difficult to kind of communicate. You know what you're looking for, right? So, so, you, so you've put your, you, you sort of, like you say, you get your prospectus out, you, you have an idea for which direction it's going in terms of staffing, what your philosophy is. But how, how do you communicate that to potential recruits then? So before, I mean, fair enough, the induction session, the information session, but how do you make sure that you're getting the right kind of candidate to start with or they're aware of of what's going on in the school? Well, there was a couple of aspects to that. So those prospective staff sessions were very clear that, you know, if you come to Dayton, this is what, you know, this is what it will look like. You'll be part of a team. You'll be a lifelong learner. Your classroom will be open for admin. We'll be there to support you. Um, so all of those things were really clearly articulated. You'll um, be teaching in this specific way. You'll be using um, effective evidence-based instruction. So, they came in with their eyes wide open. So after that, I think there would have been some people that walked away and said, no, that's not for me, which means they wouldn't have applied. And then there's the second stage where we read through those applications, looking for people that spoke to those things that we clearly outlined in the job ad, um, in those um, prospective staff sessions, people that were willing to be a team player, they're looking to constantly learn and grow. So we had the Lego sessions there too where we actually spoke to all the things we were looking for and they um, used the Lego to answer those questions. So we had multiple opportunities to say what we were looking for in our staff and so everyone really came in eyes wide open knowing what it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the flip side of that too, Joe, is we articulated it in the way that Rachel said and then I was very blunt and, and flipped it to the negative in the sense where I actually stated to the people who attended the sessions, if you don't want administration in your classroom, if you don't want to work with other people, do not apply for our school. You're listening to the School Assembly Podcast and this episode is all about building a team. Over the summer holiday, the teacher team has been hard at work creating a new resource for you, Teacher Jobs. It's now live at jobs.teachermagazine.com. In a competitive recruitment market, demand for teachers is high. Cast your net wider and post your job for as little as $100 plus GST per listing per month or opt for our jobs package to get five listings for the price of four and use the credits when you like. If you're looking for a move or taking the first steps in your career after qualifying, browse all the latest and featured opportunities from schools and education employers, including via our partners at Indeed. So, whether you're recruiting or job hunting, visit jobs.teachermagazine.com. Did you sort of recommend people read certain books? And because I know you're into the research, evidence-based stuff. Did you sort of give them a reading list of stuff? Very much so. There was there was actually once we ran the perspective for staff when we advertised, we said to staff, a prospective staff, if you want information, please contact us. And all all those that did 
we actually sent out a list of books that the school was built around in terms of its philosophy and its instructional framework. Uh, I sent out a big spiel about Ubuntu. We sent out a big spiel in that about the sense of belonging and what we wanted for the school. So all those reading lists were there. People like Archer and Hughes, Hollingsworth and Yabara, Rosenshine's work, uh, the stuff from Ollie Lovell, that uh, go-to book for us around all his podcasts. And again, that looks at cognitive load theory. There was a truckload of books in there. Legacy was another one, which wasn't an education book, but it's that notion of sweeping the sheds. So there was a there was a rather comprehensive, I think there's about 24 books on it there for staff that they could have a look at if they wanted to get a sense of what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Great. And what about getting the right expertise, the right mix then? So is that something that you sort of learn during your own experience as a leader because you want you want a mix don't you yeah we've ended up with a really nice balance we've got a couple of um, newer graduates um, as well as some very experienced teachers Um, we didn't specifically employ our staff based on the fact that they may or may not have um, used certain programs that we're using or have um, experience with daily reviews or explicit instruction or anything we're implementing. It was more about their willingness to learn and just the fact that we really wanted staff who were just really passionate about teaching and wanting to do um, the best for the kids because you can always teach um, someone how to maybe do um, implement a program, but you can't teach them to really love what they do, if that makes sense. So we really were looking for that um, passion coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but also, Ray, you've got budget to think of, haven't you? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, the, the staffing budget's the, probably the easiest part of the equation. Oh, right. uh, we process where we put a pool together. As our numbers grow, we could employ more staff. So we knew exactly how many staff we could employ it was just a matter of going right we've got more kids right that gives us a little bit more money for the the uh the process that's done for budgeting we can afford another staff member so that that's actually probably the easiest bit the hardest bit was deciding right we've got this group of people and i think we had 34 in our final pool which people are we actually going to pull out to use as our starting five as we started to call them um, and who would we use initially? So that was that was the difficult bit, making sure we got that mix that Rachel just explained, and that, there was that, that nice balance there. And contrary to what some people believe, it doesn't cost us less to employ a graduate than a very experienced senior teacher. So you know, it's not in it. it some people think that graduates are you know people load schools with graduates because it's cheaper, but it doesn't work like that. So we were really just looking for the right fit for the team. You know, they would be working with this other staff member who who would work well together. So that was more of the consideration than a financial aspect. And we got to see that, Joe, during the Lego play with um, Joe, Joel Birch. We got to see this, the teachers or the people that actually interacted well with each other. Well, we actually got to see where their ideology sat. We got to see how whether they were stepping in as leaders when they needed to be. Uh, whether they were prepared to step in or they were the sort of person that just jumped in feet first. So we got to see all that during that that two-hour session we did with Joel. Yeah, that's interesting, that, about, you know, the costs of different different uh, grades of teacher. Didn't, didn't realise yeah. that. Um, what about the teacher shortage challenge then, Rachel? We've touched on this in a previous episode about the, lo- the difficulty of lock- locking people in on contract. Yeah, so I'm touching wood right now because we're all good um, at <laughs> Um, no one has called us up over the six weeks of school holidays and changed their mind. So 
we're locked and loaded, ready for next Wednesday. But um, we did, um, as I had mentioned in the um, podcast in December, have a, I think it was three teachers that had signed and then um, changed their minds. So um, I'm sure that will happen again in the future. But at this stage, we're all good. And I've even said that in our induction session, Joe. and I've told staff those ones that when we offered them the position, they were offered another position. We've said, you do what best fits you. We'd love to have you on board. But if the school where you're at offers you a position and that's more suited for your lifestyle and travel and everything, by all means, take it. We'll support you 150%. Uh, my crew here on the 19th, I said, if you get an offer three months down the track and it's where you want to be and where you need to be for your family and personal reasons, by all means, go. But just let me know so I can support you in that move. Yeah. You want a happy staff, don't you? You want a comfortable staff. You want people who really want to work there, yeah? That's right, exactly. I don't want someone who um, – and everyone wants to be here, but at the same time, I don't want someone who's been offered something and then they, they knock it back and regret not going and then yeah. get dis disenchanted. Before we wrap up this episode, then, Ray and Rachel, what has been – God, there's a lot to take in, I should imagine. What's been your key learning, your biggest hurdle, your proudest achievement over the past uh, – well, it's been two months, really, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. I, I think I can probably speak for both of us in just today, walking around our school, watching our signs go up, our teachers are in, everything's coming together. I think our proudest achievement is all the hard work that was invested, Ray, for 12 months, me for nine months, and it's coming together and it's looking amazing. So that would surely, I don't know if you agree, Ray, mm -hmm. have to I be would. the proudest achievement. It's just you go, we invested so much time and it looks so good. So that's it. It's been a real buzz. Mm -hmm. What about uh, biggest hurdle? The biggest hurdle for me um, and probably for Rachel too is we haven't yet met our we, – we've met our kindy families, but we haven't actually interacted with any of these kids before. We haven't been able to com communicate the parents to say, come down to the school and have a look. So that Wednesday when we first opened for kids next week, that that's – that's a hurdle for me because everyone will be new to the site. It'll just be sort of organised chaos. <laughs> and, yeah, so everyone is, I mean, the families are super keen to get in. It just hasn't worked out that we were able to have a, a, an open day and that they could see the classroom. So there's going to be a lot of nervous um, and anxious family members and students and, and staff as well, but um, it's just the way it's worked out. Um, mm -hmm. No, it wasn't ideal, but um, it, we have to work with what we've got. So, yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? What about okay. key learning? We've learnt that um, just because you order something like <laughs> a type of furniture doesn't mean it arrives. And that's what we've learnt. <laughs> we have so many random things that have turned up. Things get lost in translation <laughs> or transition, whatever way you want to look at it. Never assume what you think you're getting is what you're going to get. That's what we've been learning the last two weeks. We've just been bewildered going, oh, I'm pretty sure we didn't order a bright green light table, but that's what we've got. <laughs> it, it's like that movie in uh, with Michael Douglas and he's having a bad day and he walks in and he gets the burger and it doesn't match the picture on the wall. So we're looking. At it going, that does not look at all like the picture. <laughs> we're not sure if it was our muck up or someone else along the line, but a lot of things we're going, oh, we'll just have to take that. We need a desk. So yes. don't about it. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good learning. Um, so we're speaking to each other on the 
Friday, we're on Friday today and you open on the Wednesday, but take me through what February, February will look like then. Oh, February will be very much the staff settling in with the kids. We've told them not to worry too much about getting on the same page with instruction. We'll catch everyone up. It's We want everyone to settle in, learn the kids, allow the kids to learn the school a little bit. We'll be running some inductions, more inductions and learning around our daily reviews and warm-ups will be our first focus for this term. Uh, and then we'll start to work through the programs. It'll also give the leaders, the front leadership uh, board group a chance to see what's still missing and what we need to bring into the school. So very much a settling and identifying gaps in where we need to go and what we actually need to do as we walk around and see our staff, because we haven't seen these staff teach before, the majority of them, 90% of our staff, we haven't got a clue what they're like as teachers in the classroom. So, so really it's going to be a month of relationship building on all levels with our families, with our students, with our staff, you know, staff with each other and so on. So it's all really just about building a strong foundation so that, you know, we, we will become that school of excellence that we've talked about that over the last year. So it's actually a really exciting time. But like I said before, there I, there's an element of nervousness um, matched with the excitement as well. So it'll be an interesting month. Certainly. Well, well enjoy it both if you, you've really earned it and uh, I'm sure it'll be great next Wednesday. Best of luck with the first day and um, I can't wait to hear how it goes next month, but we'll catch up. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. That's all for this episode of School Assembly. Thanks for listening. Next time, we'll be chatting with Ray and Rachel about developing school policies. In the meantime, you can follow Ray and Rachel's socials for updates in between episodes by following the links at the podcast transcript over on our website, teachermagazine.com. Before you go, it would be great if you could take just a few moments to give a rating of our podcast if you're listening to this audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're on the Spotify app, just click the three dots, then Rachel. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you'll find the rating section by scrolling to the bottom of our podcast channel page. On Apple Podcasts, you're also able to leave a short review. Leaving us a rating or a review helps more people like you to find our podcast, and it's a really big support for our team. This podcast was brought to you by Teacher Jobs. Demand for teachers is high. Cast your recruitment net wider and showcase your school to attract the best. Search the latest job ads to find the right role for you. Visit jobs.teachermagazine.com.